0: Well, um, as, I, as I said, this morning's going to be a little bit different. I'm uh, going to have a conversation together uh, just in light of, um, you know, the, the country crying out from the, uh, from the events, just really to feel like they hit three in a row with Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and of course George Floyd, and man, I... Um, uh, so this is Pastor Richard. Sorry, let me get uh, not get ahead of myself. Pastor Richard, uh, Pastor Richard is one of our elders here at Mercy Church. I think that's probably one of the biggest things is that um, you know you and I are approaching this as you're not a guest speaker here today. Like uh, we're two pastors here of Mercy Church. Uh, there's a group of uh, pastoral team here, but uh, these are two pastors trying to best lead our church and, and show a gospel response, shepherd a church through. Um, the moment that we're in. And man, I just, um, I I thought I'd start, by the way, this this is my manuscript for today. Um, Normally, if you know me, if you've been around our church, I usually have like all my notes kind of laid out. We really want to model a conversation for you. And so forgive where we fumble over our words and let's have grace with each other as we have a conversation. But I just want to start saying thank you for, um, we've known each other, we actually known each other a long time. Um, we met in Texas, the second best state in the union. I th- I'd say maybe top five. And, um, and, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then we, uh, but, but really, I feel like these past few years, you have taught me so much about how to see um, God's word and see his church, um, not just from my perspective, and to help me to see that I have a perspective uh, that I'm bringing to God's Word, and that there, there's some really, there's some good in that, but then there's some eye-opening that needs to happen, and man, I just feel like you've shared so much uh, and, and taught me so much, and I'm very thankful for you to be willing to talk uh, today. Y'all, I, we'll see how much, uh, I don't know how much we get into it, Pastor Richard has had a lot. Uh, if there wasn't a pandemic and a cultural crisis, just um, just he's had some family loss, over the past couple of weeks that has been um, just really tough and I know taking a lot of your emotion uh, emotional capital to serve your family to care for your family even from a distance so um, man I'm really grateful for you taking the time to to not only the time but the transparency the emotional energy and everything else that it takes Um, so uh, man I don't know really appreciative. yeah man yeah thank you um I guess the first thing I wanted to, to ask is maybe one of the harder ones, but man, how are you? How are you responding? How are you feeling in in light of everything that's gone on in the past couple of weeks? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. It's a, it's a really a array of emotions from um, angry. Yeah. Sad. And disappointed. Um, Angry um, because um, it's just this frustrating reality that being an African-American man in this country means that you just can't really do anything. Um, In in fact like just happened think last night in Louisville another African-American man was shot um, by um, some uh, cops. He owned a barbecue restaurant and was just cooking his meat, and I know they accidentally shot him, but they were attacking other, chasing down other black men, and end up killing him dead inside the heart. And so, like, um, I'm I'm angry because like, it's we're at this divide in our country, and I'm angry that people can't see it. Uh, I'm also. Angry that it takes bodies to be killed for us to to have a conversation um, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm angry at the really the um, the church government so that's so that's just what i'm I'm angry at yeah. um, I am disappointed that it took this long honestly and you and I have talked about this is that yeah. um, Cities like ours, uh, Charlotte, Atlanta, Detroit, um, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, um, Los Angeles, um, those, th- those cities are filled with um, minorities. And from what I, I know right now, there are only about 2% of evangelical churches that are diverse and the reason why I use the term diverse is because most of those churches are diverse in their representative of who's in their seat. But I would say there's probably less than one percent of those churches that are that are genuinely multicultural mm-hmm. that really reflect what we what you just spoke about about Revelation seven nine. And so so that's that's where I'm at. Um but I'm I'm also exhausted, like yeah. like you said, family stuff going on. Um, I, I got myself into a little bit of, of the limelight, a little bit by uh, doing that march, and so I'm being <laughs> hit, hit, hit up, hit up in, in every single direction. So just, yeah. just a bit exhausted. Yeah.
0: So, oh, man, um, this is the thing I've been praying for, Pastor Rashar, You can join me in this. I've just been praying for strength, like supernatural strength, because of the number of different things I feel like are in front of you right now. Um, Man, something you said, I think it's a good, uh, it's a good opportunity to talk about how the fact that you and I are here yeah. right now trying to pastor Mercy Church. Yeah. Can you share with, I think it'd be great for them to hear, We and by the way, we kind of talked through, spent a lot of praying through, but talking through what we're going to talk about today because this conversation could go on for, it's been going on for years for us. So, I mean, <laughs> we're not going to cover all the ground, but I think a little bit of your calling, sharing with the church, yeah. a little bit of your calling to um, Coming into a church, being the first non-white pastor on staff, and seeking to to kind of pioneer that space to help us really make moves toward becoming a multicultural church. Yeah, talk a little about your calling into that.
1: Yeah, um, well, those that don't don't know me, um, born and raised in Lubbock, Texas. And Lubbock folks who are watching, uh, I love you. Thanks for uh, checking in. Uh, but yeah, born there. Um, but Lubbock. And really, all of Texas has this unique dynamic to it, that um, the racism there is stronger than any other place. Mm. I, b- I believe in, in the country, and it's because it's not—it's not subtle. It's very overt, mm. uh, and and so senses of overt that someone is proud to, to be who who they are or how how they act um, is—it was—it was just hard. And so, like I, I knew. That being there, I couldn't necessarily see the change that God wanted me to to do, um, and like my pride kept kept me in there a while because, like, you know what, like, this is my my city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm going I'm going to plant a multicultural church in Lubbock and defile all all the odds. And every time that I went that way, like, God was like, just my heart was just unsettled and a lot of unrest. Um, and Then I randomly. Uh, went online and uh, looked at uh, the Summit Network, and one of the cities that haven't been reached was Charlotte. So I looked up Charlotte, found all of these crazy demographics about the city, and just mm-hmm. started, started praying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then um, yeah, just added this random sorts of events, and I call it God's sovereignty. You know, we we met. Almost 10, I guess it's been almost 10, yeah. 10 uh, years ago, and uh, y- you called me uh, <laughs> out, of, out of the blue and, and asked to, to have a conversation about moving here. And initially, my thought was, was no, because, you know, Texas is so, so superior uh, hey, to North to, Carolina uh, in, in, in every know, way. I
0: didn't know Lubbock people were watching, so, um, you know, I do respect
1: you're a great state. Okay. Lubbock and in Dallas. There, Dallas. There's L- Dallas. Yeah. So I mean, North Carolina yeah. is
0: better. Yeah. I know you can't wait to come join us, like he did. But um but yeah. I'm yeah. Sad.
1: Yeah. And 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 so, but God just just really called me to come to, to Charlotte and and through wrestling with the Lord, like we decided to, to to come. Yeah. And and as I got here, like I was actually angry because I was like, God, like I don't wanna Work in another white church. Yep. Like that is absolutely too hard. Um, we talked about like I felt felt like a lot of people uh, misunderstood my intentions of working in a white church, and and um, and I just did, didn't want to have that that burden. Um, you know, I didn't want to have the burden of being and being that black guy having to teach white people about race, and, cult. and so I was like, I I did not want to be in a white church, but. Um, after prayer the mentorship God just made it very clear to me that my, my calling in life is to awaken the white church to see the beauty of of God's multicultural church mm-hmm. uh, and, and so I so though I see myself as, as though people see me as as a pastor I would rather see myself almost in the sense of of of, of a prophet having a, a prophetic voice into in, into what is what is going on and so yep. um, Guys have told me that early on in ministry, and I was like, "What do I gotta say? Like, <laughs> I have nothing to to give. I, I don't want to speak in front of people. And, you know, I was raised um, growing up with a speech impediment, and so I was like, public speaking is not my gig at all. Right. Um, writing is not my gig, and so somehow I'm doing both of those <laughs> those things all all, all, the, all, the all the time, and and uh. <laughs> And so, yeah, so that was the the calling that God has has placed on me, and and I've seen Him be faithful in it. Yeah,
0: um, so. yeah, man, that's good. Yeah, um, man, I got a couple of different uh, thoughts that I uh, I want to want to ask you. We're gonna kind of go, you know, like we talked about, maybe go a little personal in, in both of us on this, because I know my calling on this um, to this church, to Mercy Church, to Charlotte was. Um, This was to be a part of it, was to was to build a church that reflected the kingdom of heaven, um, and therefore was a signpost. I knew it theologically, Mm -hmm. and I knew that it would be hard work. But I also had no idea. And I think that's a lot of the conversation we've had. Is the more that I've learned, and the more that uh, more I've come to through conversation, through reading, everything else, the more I realize that's way more challenging mm-hmm. than I had any idea, right. right? And I think that's because, and I want you to talk this a little bit, I think I was still, even though I knew that I wanted something more than just people that looked differently yep. to all be in the same room, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to express that, didn't know what that was, anything else. And so, um, man, I want to just hear maybe from you a little bit, some of the stuff you've taught me is, yeah. Maybe a little bit on that difference between what it looks like to have a, to long for the kingdom of heaven, tribe, tongue, nation, different things, to long for that versus um, maybe just hoping that there will be people that don't look like you, all doing the same things that you like to do. Yep,
1: yep, yep. And so, yeah, we have had extensive conversation. And so, something I posted on Facebook that got a lot of question marks, you know, I like to... (laughs) <laughs> sit out deep thoughts and let people think about it a bit, because that's how I think people learn um and I put that you can be for you can be against racism and be and for diversity and still be in in contradiction to unity and reconciliation mm-hmm. um, and and what what I meant by that is kind of what what you're what you're saying is that is that you see this this picture in desiring diversity but as you and I talked it's like almost I feel with a lot of white pastors want diversity for diversity's sake Mm. and 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 whenever that's the case the underlying things that happen is that pulling folks from other other cultures other ethnicities and then um the primary things happen is one that the Church is very unaware of, of of its own culture, and particularly in our our church, white culture, right? Uh, and and so whenever there's a lack of cultural awareness, what then happens is that there is cultural appropriation, and 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 those those expressions of that turns in, into um, assimilation and tokenism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so assimilation is that. You must leave your culture at the door and become like us um, and tokenism is that that you are a symbol of of diversity uh and and nothing else and so and so those are things you and I have discussed is like we we gotta gotta push down those barriers and what one of those those barriers that that persist in our church and and one of the things that that we wrestle with is uh this stigma in this theology of colorblindness, mm-hmm. and and um, and colorblind says, "I, I see you, but but I want to look past your race and color because we're all made in the image of God, right? And so though though that has great intentions, it it misses it misses that the image that God created in Genesis one, where He says that that." Let us make man in our image. That us is not fully expressed in Genesis, but as we see further on, that us is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And they were one in essence, but three in, in persons. And so and so to, to be made in the image of God, there is distinctiveness in unity and there's unity in distinctiveness. That's right. uh, and, 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 and so that's, that stuff is, is, is the, the stuff that um, we have to battle against in that I felt like what you said, like didn't didn't really know that, yeah. um, but but then, it also calls for a whole lifestyle change, and and hey, yeah, and we right. and, and we and we, right. and we talked about because like um, it's almost like these you know in corporate America you know all these companies have these diversity initiatives, but they live so distinct lives, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's that's honestly what what the church wants is that you know we we want to put a stamp of you know looking like um a bag of skittles uh you know like we got all these all these colors but every 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 color tastes like cherry and in, in that um that there is no inner interactions right. yep. uh, be, be between the, each other and, and and so um diversity comes at a cost yeah and uh the multicultural church comes at a, at a cost and Christ bore that cost for us. That's right. He tore down the wall of hostility, but we haven't embraced the union. I feel we haven't embraced the union that he has accomplished
0: for us. That was about four sermons that you just said in about three minutes, and it was awesome. Um, I want to say one thing to, um, particularly to my, uh, when I say white brothers and sisters, it's, I'm talking an acknowledgement of majority culture, Okay. I actually want to encourage you. One of the things that in my processing over the past few years has really been to go back and explore my ancestral roots um, so that I can see that I, I am more than white. Whiteness whiteness is a part of who I am because of the culture and present day that I live in. It's part of American culture, but there's a, a depth. There's a Scottish-Irish um, set of ancestors that I have that it's been awesome to go back and explore God's work among those people and to help me see uh, see beyond that. But I do want to say, uh, say to you, because I've heard this, and I'm confident at some point I've said it, because I think there's, as you said, really good intent in saying, you know, I don't see color. I just kind of want us to put that language to rest in the body of Christ, and let's be done with that. And the reason is, God sees color. God created color, and color is beautiful. And every tribe, tongue, and nation is going to be gathered around the throne, and it's going to be a whole, the whole spectrum of color. Yeah. And that is beautiful and good. And so I think in trying to see beyond race, we're trying to avoid reality. Uh, and because that means confronting some things, it does. But we have, and this is the, the next yeah. thing you said that was so powerful, um, is Christ has broken down the dividing wall of hostility that we are so scared of. He has broke that down. All we have to do is walk in the unity He has already achieved for us. And that is a multicultural unity. That's what unity is. It's the reconciling first of us to God and then to one another. And I think there's just just way more for us that God has than what we have received up to this point as, as the church. That, that's the church globally, and that's even Mercy Church. There's just more for us yeah. that he is inviting us into than what we have. And I just want to encourage us to, even a small step, language creates culture. It does. And even that small step of embracing embracing cultures that, and embracing someone, as John Stott, who said, um, you know, my neighbor is not a bodiless soul as if I can only care for their soul, absent their body. Nope. Nor are they a soulless body, as if I can only care about what happens to them. Yes. In fact, they are a body and soul in community. So to truly practice neighbor love, Matthew 22, I got to care for who they are, their culture, who they are. I got to care for their soul. got to care for them spiritually and care for the context and circumstances that yep. they're placed in. And I think that's what the Lord calls us to. And and what he provides for and what he blesses when we step into it. Uh, so I hope for that for us, Mercy Church, um, as, we, as we go forward. Yeah, Man, um, something that you have helped me a whole lot with in uh, speaking of language is a little bit of, um, like in this moment right now, it, I almost don't even want to bring up too much. Uh, well, yeah, we got to. George Floyd's last words, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. I don't, we should never have to watch another human be killed, be murdered. We should just, it should never, we shouldn't have to watch that. Yeah. But we, we did. This is the reality of a broken world. Those words have, I mean, they have resonated clearly. Man, there's a way I can, so when I look at that and when I see it, I think, man, I, I, I can't imagine. You know what I mean? I, I think that should never happen to anybody. Yeah. You see that mm-hmm. from, a, a, there's another level yep. that you experience that and that you experience that phrase and that yep. you relate to it. And man, I, that goes, this goes a little bit of that personal space, but I think mm-hmm. it's important for us because I want to get to Empathy. And, yeah. and and that whole thing um you talk a little bit about just kind of how that hits you that that phrase hits you that whole thing
1: yeah um yeah when, whenever he said that he couldn't breathe um a few minutes later, you saw his body yep. flip on that on that stretcher uh lifeless um, and that wasn't the that wasn't the first time that an african american Man has screamed at the hands of another white person that they can't breathe. We see that with Eric Gardner, right? And in in our our temptation is to aim it at police brutality, to which police brutality is is real and is true. And I think police brutality and my my black folks. Um, sorry, I had to say this, but it's it doesn't have a. Color attached to it is that um, I think police brutality is an issue that we need to address, despite w- where people are within their race but what but what specifically that this i can 't breathe meant was that it it exposed the narrative that has always existed um, within our our country um, is that black men particularly in black women, we, we can't breathe Mm. is that we have a a law that wasn't made for us. Mm. We have systems that were, um, made to continually to oppress us. Mm. Um, and then to cap it all, all off, we, we we express our hurt and our pain and everyone's telling us that we're crazy. Mm. Uh, in that we're making this up and that that this idea of, of racism is it was in the past we handle that with in the civil rights movement um that's that's reality of it all is that he when he says that he can't breathe literally he couldn't breathe but sim- symbolically there's a white man's knee on his on his neck yeah um and and that's that and that's applied to uh, of minorities and and so the, the challenge is is to see that like man that that sucks, and, and so um, then what is expressed is that people give give pity uh, towards us. That's what you talk about yeah. is
0: the distinction because uh, we're going to go through um, hopefully towards the end of this, give us some handles um, yeah at least the not much because part of it is making sure we give the right response yeah. to this, but um, the distinction between Pity. Yep. And empathy. Yep. Um, I think that's a big one for us. Uh, I know for majority culture. Yep. To be able to practice biblical neighbor love. Yep. I think we need to, to understand the distinction. Yeah.
1: Those two. Yeah. Yeah. The best. The best way to. Uh, to give an example of that, of those two extremes, is in uh, Luke um, chapter ten with the parable of the good Samaritan. Um, inside that story there was a man who was on, on the road he was basically beaten um, laid out for dead and um, some priests passed by three of them and said huh that must sucks <laughs> and, and, kept, and, kept, and kept walking but then, then the good Samaritan came and he embraced him in his pain that, that man's pain right there became that Samaritan's mm-hmm. pain what what was his became that man's mm-hmm. treasure mm-hmm. It, it, and he did he did he gave everything to rescue this man's life mm-hmm. and often when it comes down to to issues of racial injustice particularly white brothers and sisters look with pity mm-hmm. they they say huh that much suck mm-hmm. you know send send a quick text Hey, I'm praying for you. The Lord brought you to mind. Like, no, we're, we're we're in we're having race riots. Like, <laughs> like that's that what's in your mind. Uh, and 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 like do it and send these these emotionless in my mind um texts. But on the daily, when it comes down to stand up for, for justice, there is there's nothing in sight. Hmm. There there isn't any, any efforts. There is, and and and, it, and it's deeper than just going to our to our government and demanding for change. I'm one of those people who are sitting in, in our government's office and saying, "Hey, we we need, need change. We need something to happen." But but it's much more deeper than that because you you can't have empathy with someone if you aren't willing to do life with them. If you if you notice inside that 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 parable that he spent all day with him, mm-hmm. that's right. He spent all day that's with right. that that man, and and so most most often is that. The reason why empathy can't, can't be had, which pity is to suffer at a distance, empathy is to suffer with. Uh, and, 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 and so the reason why that, that can't be done is because, particularly, I think white Christians are afraid to hop inside the ring.
0: Um,
1: and, and, God, and God is like te- teeing up a, a reality of for us to be, be the church and where we're looking just like, just like the, the priest, the, the, they, they were priests, holy men, going to the temple. Going to, going to the temple and worshiping with people like them was more important than going to a, to someone who was different from them because they were inside Samaria. And so someone different from them and, and like embracing him and calling him his, his brother. Mm-hmm. And, that's, that's right. and that's the challenge here. Yeah. And so I think a lot of this, man, is discipleship. Yep. It's, it's, it's like... Jesus gave us command in matthew 28 go make disciples of all nations that term pantate uh means um, every nation right. um, in in that in that imperative mm-hmm. go it means that as you are going, make disciples of different cultures and and so theref- theref- therefore we we haven't embraced I think the American church hasn't embraced Jesus's call of discipleship mm-hmm. and it's because I think that we have a theology that's based on a Genesis 3 narrative. The starting with that, the fall the fall of mankind. Instead of Genesis 1. Instead of Genesis 1. Yeah. Mankind created inside the image of God. Yeah. Distinct but yet unified. And if we only see, see see people as sinners and try to save them into into heaven, then then, then we, we have a misunderstanding of the kingdom of God and what he mm. he's trying to accomplish. Because in Revelation 7 9, it says there will be a new city. To that's where right. there are people from different cultures and different ethnicities, right. um, gather around, around the throne of Jesus, singing to, to the Lamb, Hosanna, Hosanna, um, right. the highest. And so, like, I think that we miss that. Yeah. We miss that that the beginning, that that um, God started with a, a stream of water with the tree, mm-hmm. and then in, in Revelation it ends with that that's same city, yeah. city <laughs> a stream of water, and and so so that's. So that, I don't, know what t- I don't know what your question was, but that's, that's, uh. <laughs> that's,
0: um, that's right. That's good, man. Y'all, uh, so, so for those of you that, that don't know now, I think is the right time to tell you that there's, uh, there's even more benefit um, for Mercy Church and just the grace of God and bringing Pastor Rashard when he did. Pastor Richard is getting his doctorate right now in um, building the multicultural church uh, so we have a guy who is so close, right? Like it's almost done. Yeah, I
1: know. Like too 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 much. Too, <laughs> too
0: much. much. Like he's yeah. been almost almost Dr. Barnes. It's so close, um, but uh, has spent a lot. But that comes out of his, that comes out of that same calling and passion on his life, which is how he's able to exposit Luke 10 just like that um, right here for us, uh, alongside of Genesis 3, Genesis 1, and Revelation 9. Um, man, I am. Um, I, I think. There's several things that you said in there that I want to make sure that, um, that I receive and embrace and everything. One of those is, um, and something we've talked about a lot, is if we really are, as the church, the body of Christ, all right? So let's use the, the body metaphor, um, the family I mean, use any of them, but especially the body, when one part of the body hurts, The response of the other body parts is not to engage in an interrogation to see if their pain is fully justified. That's not the first response. And depending on how close you are to that person, it's probably never your response, unless you're that person's person who's close enough to have those conversations on the the deep level. But certainly, uh, as the body of Christ together... We're called to to listen to one another, to love one another, to find, this is this empathy thing, to find somewhere in our own range of experiences uh, a similar emotion. Even if we don't have the same experiences, we don't have that shared experience because we come from different backgrounds, we can still tap into a shared emotion because we created the image of God, all of us, which means all of us have the range of emotions to try and get down to that same place at an emotional level and say, man, I, yeah. I, you feel this, so I want to try, as the Good Samaritan did, come down there yeah. and feel that as best as I can, yeah. and not the same, but as best as I can for the sake of trying to love well and put an arm around and say, I'm going to be here with you yeah. without needing a solution. Yeah. Um, and so let me say this. Social media is not the place to do that. Let's just all acknowledge that Whatever channels you're in, um, it's not the first place to do that. I'm convinced it may not be the place to do that much at all, but let's at least say it's not the first place, and that's where you said, basically, proximity to others is going to breed that empathy.
1: So the more you are
0: in relationship and in brotherhood and sisterhood with one another, the more you can experience um, all that Christ has for you, and the more natural empathy and love will come.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I would say, even on that proximity end, and I may be getting political, but you can't talk about justice unless you talk about politics, because they are so interconnected. Uh, and those who are anti-political people, the Bible was written in the context of the Roman Empire, and so Jesus, Jesus was political, because he had to knock down the powers that be. Uh, so so like, that's, that's also a cultural note, Black folks talk about politics, white folks. I, I realized, after being around about a decade in, realized that that was a bad thing. To talk about politics? Yeah, it t- t- took me about eight years. I, I wonder why, like, people just walk out the room and like, I was talking to you. Uh, um, but, yeah. Um, but but ultimately, yeah, that that um, thought of... Um,
0: what, what were we talking about again? You wanted to talk about politics. It really wasn't my plan because, yeah. you know... That's, I was going to yeah. walk out. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. You, I got to go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, this, this, this is a conversation with, with, with me. I have like 8 million thoughts, and, yeah. and I land at one, and I forget the other. Yeah. Uh, but what, what was the, the – Well – Yeah, yeah, prox- prox- yeah proximity. proximity. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so inside of our country, we built a framework legally that created – Proximity, and then with with all with all the laws, you, you have
0: that created proximity yeah. or that prevented it, like uh, prevented us from getting
1: close to one yeah, prevented us from getting close gotcha. to another.
0: Yeah.
1: Then those then those laws got killed or got shoved to the side, but culturally, we kept we kept our distance. our distance, mm-hmm. and so. Many, many Christians and many, many people our church—we have heard that proximity breeds empathy, but we only—we're only talking about Starbucks here. Mm. But mm. I think it goes beyond that. I think it goes beyond like moving next to people. And Where does it go next? Is that you? You cannot like. I am many, many of my white friends. One or very few black friends. Mm. You know, like it's, it's said that you know that. Uh, white folks may have one black friend, um, but you know, you talk to a black guy, he has many, many white friends, mm-hmm. uh, and it's and it's it's because like I think that there's something deep within the white framework that was taught and discipled to live in a world that is protected, and the only time that race and injustice is is of any value is when it disrupts. Mm. White folks' world, like if if this wasn't a if this didn't affect white people, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Mm. Mm. Um, And 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 so and it's and it's it's because because is that I honestly think that we got to see it's more than just just rubbing shoulders. We got to see each other as as friends. And and as and as as friends, we we got to bear each other's burdens. And and so often what what's happening, and this is the basis of what. I experience is that I, I bear you guys' burdens, but rarely do, do y'all bear mine. Hmm. Um, and and so you know I I I you know I get all the text messages, the emails, dude. I've I've had hmm. in, in the last seventy two hours, or probably had a hundred different te- text messages from um, from people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> around this issue. And yeah. um, I've, like my inbox is full, my Facebook Messenger is full, my Instagram thing is like. I'm full of people's guilt and hmm. carrying that. Hmm. But it's the it's the thing is are you willing to carry my pain? And it's more than just, hey man, going back to the Good Samaritan, hey man, I'm I'm praying for you. But I'm like, what what are you doing? Like like is like to is Jesus when he lived an incarnate life, he didn't just say, Hey blind man, I hope that you get some get some sight one day. i am I'll be praying for you. Yeah. He, he gave that man sight. Yeah. When, when, when the girl was was discharged of blood, he didn't say, you know what? I got a good a good friend to point you to. You know, I know another girl who also has a blood dis- discharge. Maybe y'all should, y'all should connect with one another. Hmm. He, he didn't say that.
0: Hmm.
1: He went and healed that woman's blood discharge. And most of these things happened on the Sabbath. Hmm showing that Jesus lived in incarnational ministry. Yeah. And so how, how empathy, how, yeah. how, how lament, yeah. how all that happens is that we got to transform our way of how we do life. Yeah. We got to live in incarnational ministry, yeah. which, is, which is more than just showing up on, on Sunday and, 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 and just doing our normal routine. It takes, it takes dwelling with, with people, yeah, which then causes to change our whole life. And I think that's what the gospel... Yeah. says if if anyone wishes to be my disciple, he must lose his life, mm. and when he loses his life, he actually saves it.
0: That's right.
1: And he finds true, um, life. He finds yeah. true life. And I yep. think the reason why many white Christians have not really enjoyed Christ, and and I and I'm not trying to be rude here, but I have many white friends. It seems like whenever y'all black dudes come to know Jesus, like y'all y'all like take off, like, and I'm like, it's because you don't you're not. You're not stepping into what God's calling you into. Like, God has made us as a people to be on the marginalized. Everybody is called to be, be, be marginalized. Yeah. And if we want to be superior and be, and be on, on the top, Jesus says, those who will be first will be last, yeah. and those who are last will be first. And so that's, that's, that's my, my thing, man. It's, yeah. it's, all, it's all discipleship. It's that, yeah. it's that our theology has created, I told you this before, and if I offend you, email Pastor Spence at right. <laughs> dot, dot, dot com. Um Don't, don't, don't at me. Uh, I got too much <laughs> going, on. Yeah, yeah, got yeah, yeah. going on. I'll take that. Yeah, you got enough going on. I'll take Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. Um, I think that our, our theology has been whitewashed. Hmm. And not saying that's, that's a bad thing, because there is some beautiful, redemptive things about white theology but it is, it is just one way of looking at the scriptures. Yep. And, and there are multiple ways to look at it. And I think the beauty of what most minorities bring, not all minority coaches, but most is that we understand this pain and suffering yep. and, and, and oppression. Yep. Uh, and, and, and so if we want to be the church that suffers along with each other, the call is to, is to enter into that suffering with
0: us. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. Um, that's so good. I want to say a couple of things. I want to recognize that um, there's some other things I want to talk about, um, but I want to say, uh, you know, the Lord has called me uh, to be, and called us, uh, and I know called me to pastor a church that is a multicultural church, which means I can't long for the vision and not share and, and advocate for the burdens of every culture that's going to be represented in our church and not share the burdens and just hope for the vision. And I think that's, as I hear you say, I, don't let me put words in your mouth right yeah. here. That'd be yeah. bad. The thing I want to say, I hear you say, you know, the text messages and everything else, I'm sitting, let's pretend I'm over on the other side going,
1: yeah.
0: well, man, I thought it was a way for me to show that I care. Yep. I don't I don't think I hear you saying, it's not that that's bad. It's that if that's where this thing ends... Yep. Is if the, and if that's all, but if I know you as a friend and I'm seeing your, your life and you're standing in front of me and yeah. advocating for me yep. in other spaces, then that's going to be received a whole lot differently than a silent kind of behind-the-scenes message. Yeah, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's the main, maintained face with white people. Yeah. And no one knows that they sent the, the text message. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right? Right. And, right. and so it's, you, you can be a, a closet advocate. And I'm calling, I'm calling, particularly white Christians, is a step out. Yep. We, we have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I, I stepped out of the comfort of, of my black church. I love the black church. And there's, there's every Sunday, like, I, I long to be at the black church. But that is not what God had me. He, I remember I was preaching this, this sermon, and God spoke to me, and he says, Look at me, Jonah.
0: Hmm.
1: look at me, I'm calling you to go, go to those people.
0: Hmm.
1: And, and, and I feel that if folks like me are willing to do that, why not the opposite way around?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If, if we're called Galatians 6 to bear one, one another's, another's burdens, burdens that's right. then why, why, why not? And, and I'm going to go here. Um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a movement right, right now that's about, about just gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we need to just stick to the gospel. The problem is, what gospel are they? They defining? Is it, it isn't the gospel of salvation only? to get people a ticket into into heaven? If that's that's the case, yeah, let's let's stick to it. But if it's the true, authentic gospel, Christ, like yes, let's stick to that because it does involve justice. It it does involve mm-hmm. empathy. It does involve lament. Like just just even given the, the, these parallels, like like. When God looked upon humanity, in Genesis 6, he says that he regretted that he made mankind
0: mm-hmm. because,
1: because their heart was as sinful
0: mm-hmm.
1: as, as ever. But, but it says that God re- repented. That repented language is the language of lament. Yep. And, he had, and he lamented, and then he changed his direction. And then he sent, he sent him, himself in the person of Christ lived a life that we could not live and he died the death that should have been ours then he justified us justified means that christ stood as our lawyer justify is it's a it's a legal term that's justice right. that's right he 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 gave us justice mm-hmm. so therefore we can be reconciled that's right back to god be, because of our sin that's right that's right and, and to be be a new a new people and, and so, like, I think all of these terms that are being thrown out, like, hey, we shouldn't have justice in the gospel, justification is the primary doctrine that leads us <laughs> into, into, yeah. into being being loved by God.
0: Yeah, you can't <laughs> preach reconciliation to God apart from the, the justice that Christ enacted for us on the cross. Yeah. Right? So justice precedes reconciliation. Yeah. In that space. And,
1: yep. and, and, for, and for the church, we, we want racial reconciliation without first pursuing
0: justice. Right.
1: And, and, and God has given us the instruction through Jesus of how, how to do that, and, and that we need to be about pursuing that.
0: So a great um, spot for you to go and, and study this on your own is actually Acts chapter 6. That might surprise you, because we always use it to talk about, um, in, in a good way, it's where the office of deacon is introduced into the church. The reason the office of deacon was introduced into the church is because the Hellenistic Jews were overlooking the plight of the Hebraic Jews' widows and orphans, those in particular. And so I might have the switch. Do I have the switch? If, I think I got them backwards. So the Hebraic Jews overlooking the Hellenistic Jews. Yeah. So then what they did is they said, okay, we're going to appoint some Hellenistic deacons who are now going to have the power to look after the needs of the whole body of Christ to ensure that those needs that were getting overlooked are met. And you see a actually even power transfer in order to um, enact justice so that there can be reconciliation in the body and the apostles can go on proclaiming the gospel. And then we see that the priest, a whole group of priests, were saved after they see this whole new community mm-hmm. set out there. It's a beautiful passage to go and study. I'm sure you have a book that you've written on it, and it just hasn't been published yet. I, but
1: I actually got a whole paper on the Multicultural Year on the, on the Book of Acts. Yep, see? Yep. yep. It.
0: Um, well, man, all right, so I want to I want to close down um, our conversation here. I want to tell you, uh, Mercy family, that um, Pastor Rashard is leading a course right now, uh, because it, there's just more, uh, there's more learning that needs to be done, and everything. He's leading a course for our church. It's full right now for the one that's happening in June, but there's going to be more um, rounds of it. You'll be able to sign up for it for, for the sake of just some learning that needs to happen. But um, I thought uh, in Dahadi Lewis in his book, Advocates, a little short book, be a great read for you. But he said, there's a, a process that you need to go through. And I think, um, I hope what we've done is model some of, the, some of this. But he said, first, you got to reflect personally. He said, in a moment like this, reflect personally. Understand that you have a cultural background. Deal with your own personal story as it relates to race, to culture. Um, What's been your experience with it? Because that's feeding into how you're handling the moment that we're in, and more importantly, into your discipleship and your theology. There is impact there. And if we're going to be the church of God going forward, it's going to be, how are we allowing Scripture to shape our worldview more than um, what has happened in our past and understanding what has happened in our past and where we've been is a huge part of that. He says reflect personally then empathize corporately. Empathize. That doesn't mean problem solve. Empathize. Hear one another, grieve together, mourn together, love one another well, listen to one another without agenda just as brothers and sisters. Just, <laughs> you just you, you care right then pursue reconciliation. I think um, uh, is it Latasha Morrison and mm-hmm. um, her Be the Bridge um, ministry she's doing. She uh, it's kind of in this whole space. And when you join it, the first three months you just have to listen.
1: You can't say anything.
0: Can't say anything. I think no. it's a beautiful, like um, a beautiful example. But but as the church, just uh, hopefully what you're seeing here. Again, I'm sure there's been places where you've spoken actually flawlessly, but where I fumbled through this. And, um, man, conversation, proximity is going to breed that empathy and is going to help us even move forward, even if that's in your community group um, tonight. Maybe it's there at your watch party. I know we've got several watch parties that are engaged in this and, and having a conversation. Do you have any um, – I know in the course you have, like, rules for conversation. Yeah, rules, conversation. rules, rules for, for engagement. What's the, yeah, what's your rules for engagement that you can share? I know it's yeah, on the spot. Yeah, bit, yeah. So but. so
1: you only use I statements. Okay. Um. Be Because – to just say they or them um, is very ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And, and so you you say I because that's particularly what you think. Mm. Uh, and then secondly is that we give everyone dignity and honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I say dignity um, Come on. is that white folks look at black folks and they still see us particularly as second class and when we have these conversations and so there's actually a theory about behind it called um, the social uh, power di- dynamics um, and, and so with it is that white folks tend to dominate the conversation and, and mm. because they often think they're superior mm. and, and so to give dignity is actually to, to, not, to not to force yourself upon another person. But, but, to, but to let them speak and, and have equal amount of, amount of say. Uh, and, and so you, you give dignity. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, and so those, those are just a few. There's like eight of them. Right. Um, right, right. I, I didn't make them up. They're from um, some smart people, uh, people who are way smarter than me who, who used yeah. them. And I just found like eight different ones and just coined them together and put them yeah. into
0: one. But having respect for one another, outdo one another and showing honor, as yep. Romans 12 tells us to do, like, these are just, um, if we take that approach, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, that we are created in God's image, and because we're created in God's image, we are owed dignity. We are to look at each person as if we're dealing with Jesus Christ. Like, we are to show that kind of honor and respect. Um, there is a, a way forward. There is a great, and maybe you can close this with this, man. I, I just want to hear your hope for uh, like how the gospel yeah. gives you hope for, well, let's just say for Mercy Church, yeah. but yeah. you know for the church. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, do, yeah. I want to, I want us to leave in a, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have a hope, and, yeah. and I know you, you share that.
1: Yeah. So, so the the hope is this is that um, if we look at where our country is at, um, there's a sense of despair, right? Like things are never going to get better, and things are never going to change. But as Pastor Spence has alluded to, um, is that unity has been achieved by the cross of Christ. In John 17, Jesus prayed for his church that they would be one, as him and the Father are one. And when Christ died, he made us one new man. He tore down the wall of hostility. Um, And then it says in Ephesians that, that, that Christ created us for good works. And so since he did create us for good works, church... We can pursue unity. That's
0: right.
1: But the only way to pursue unity is first we need to repent. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like what my old pastor just said. Like, God ain't gonna bless that mess. Um, <laughs> That's so, and right. It's, 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 and so, and so, if you don't know what to repent of, it's likely this is the first time you're ever thinking about, about this subject. Um, and so, you need to do do some um, digging and ask yourself, like, where where have you where where have you been the cause of disunity in Christ's church, mm-hmm. right? Because um, we, we all have, like, you, you're not innocent. When it comes down to dealing with people, we all offend people some way and some somehow. That's right. You aren't innocent. The only one who's innocent is Christ. And, and, and for, for you to claim your innocence is basically to claim deity, and we all know we, we aren't God. That's right. Um, but there is hope. Mm-hmm. But hope always, always, hope Hope always comes whenever there's reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And, and so we have, to, we have to be, in order for reconciliation to come, we got to have justice. And, and so, y'all, we cannot want a, a vision of a people unified together if we don't want to do the hard work. Yep. And so that's what we're laboring for here at Mercy. Yep. And if you're watching in, in other places and you're wondering, like, like, how can I be an agent of change? Um, I want to encourage you to study, study history. Um, and study your Bible at the same time, and, and you you'll start seeing um, things differently. Um, but but justice, I want to give a definition of justice because I think that hmm. I think that we have a misunderstanding of it. We think justice is only related to matters that happen to black people, and I want justice for my people. I love me some some, some black folks. I, I I love it deeply. But justice defined biblically. Is that it is the expression of the character of God among His people, mm-hmm. and so if that is that is true, God is love. God is God is God is um, patient. God is endearing. He 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 he's he's a healer. He's he, he's a a a provider. All of the characteristics of God is what is what He wants us to express upon one another. Yeah. Um. And and so so theref- therefore. Like, y'all, we, we, can't, we can't just, we, we have hope is when we walk in hope. Mm-hmm. And that's hard mm-hmm. because the walking in the way of, of our Savior, Jesus says that you will, you will, you will die. Mm-hmm. And I'm not t- talking about you're going to be in the grave in the next six minutes. I'm talking about a physical death, a die to your will, a die to your passions, a death to what you think life should be. Unless you die, you will not live, and you will not have the hope that Christ has, has, has made right. for you to have. Because if you're hoping in, in this world to, to be, be the solution, that's right, then it's going, it's going to that's fail right. you. Hoping in government to be the solution is going to fail you. We have hope because we have Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, to, and so those who don't know Jesus and you feel hopeless right now won't want you to put your faith in, in him. That's right. Uh, for those who do have Jesus, you may be looking for other things to be your hope. Maybe it's it's your your political party, or, or 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 maybe it is your family. I don't know what it is, but we do have hope, and so that's we want right. you to be in, encouraged uh, today. So
0: that's right. Be reconciled to God, and be reconciled to one another. Um, that's so beautiful, man. Uh, well, let's pray. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna actually have a time for our um, our worship team to lead us, and I think um, I hope for you to process, the gospel message that I hope you're hearing in this, that all of this is coming from be reconciled to God through Christ. And in being reconciled to God through Christ, that's where the power lies for so this whole thing we're talking about. Place, as Pastor Richard said, place your hope in Christ for there, there you will, you will have to die to yourself to do it, but there you will find true life. Let me, Pastor Sharp. do not you
1: pray for us, then? Father, we we ask Father that we we know that you divided the hostility, but practically we we live as though that didn't actually happen. So we help us to be a people who walk in light of the cross, a people that reflects you in every way. That's right, Lord. Our country needs healing physically healing with this coronavirus and spiritual healing. And Father, and we know that in you that you offer both. You tell us to come to you and to ask you of anything and that you want to answer. So we're asking that we would embrace your message of hope, your message of peace, and your message of reconciliation. So, Father, convict us. Let let not guilt be be the reason to why that 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 we um, act injustice. That's
0: right.
1: Let it be the hope of the cross. So, Father, we love you, and we're thankful for Jesus. In His mighty name, we pray. Amen.